For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to... <sighs> we got to recap the 19-16 loss to the Bengals. It is one in which is going to hurt Titans fans for a while. That one definitely stung, but we'll we'll persevere and we'll we'll do our best to break it down for you and we'll try to try to find a way to lift the spirits up. I don't know if that's possible, but we'll try. But before we get into all of that, I want to ask, do you believe? And believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. And with the new year, it's also a new updated desk and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online where the game starts. And it's been a weird one in the NFL. We're recording this as the Bills and the Chiefs are playing but the first three games for the divisional round, the underdog all won, and they did so on last-second field goals. And so it's been a bunch of close games, came down to the wire, and unfortunately the Titans were not on the good side of that. So, D, I hope you're doing well, man, but walk me through your thoughts after Saturday's game. It's disappointing. I mean, that's why you play the game. Players determine the fate of the outcome of, of a game. But I'm going to say this, D. I'm excited because this is a team that finished 12-5. and five. They locked up the number one seed. They have a coach this year that probably more than likely is going to win coach of the year. He should. He did a great job, phenomenal job by Mike Vrabel and his staff. And if you think about it, this is a team – that was decimated by injuries all season. And they found a way uh, each week to come back and not only to be relevant, but to win. You know, we continue to harp on the fact that teams in the past, like Miami uh, in 2019, you know, they was not able to recover 
When you look at that team, they went five and 11. And last year, San Francisco went six and 10 using 84 players. So when you look at it, it's been a very uh, positive uh, experience for all of us because what we've seen in this team is they embody the word resiliency. Davey, I love that word. I mean, that really sums up this team this year. So again, disappointing loss, but they had a great season this year. Only the third time in the history of this program that they've been able to lock a number one seed and get a first round by. So that's a heck of an accomplishment. Denard, while I agree with what you're saying, I still think a lot of fans right now are extremely frustrated with how things transpired whenever you just look at this last game. I mean, and I know we overcame a lot this year, but you have a very good opportunity, a team that you matched up well in the playoffs. And for the second year in a row, your offense no-shows for majority of the game, and they're not able to move on. And so you kind of get to a point to where, while it's great that we've had four straight winning seasons, you've had three straight playoff appearances, the last two years, the offense has been what's held you back. And the most frustrating thing for me right now, and again, there's a lot of stuff we can dive into with the offseason approaching, but just as we're recapping this game, you have so many things going for you on the defensive side of the ball. Your skill players are looking great at times, but your quarterback does not perform. And it's not only does he not perform, but he actually like, really hurts your ability to win what should have been a winnable game. And so whenever that's the case, and you look back at all the missed opportunities that the Titans had, if I were just to tell you, if I were to read you the stats from this game, it'd be another one where you're thinking, oh yeah, the Titans probably came out on top here. But as we know, we we didn't. I mean, they did fight back in the game when they were down 16-6, to but just too many mistakes. I mean... We talk about it. You just can't, if you're going to turn the ball over, don't turn it over where they're able to score. And that was exactly what happened on the first play of the game. Ryan was late on his read, and he just makes a bad pass, and it's picked off. And then Cincinnati doesn't really even have to do anything to get in field goal range. And they're able to get three points just right off the bat. Denar, my question to you would be, what do you do whenever you're looking at a quarterback that has really struggled in these moments? Well, you know what? You have to give the other team credit. Uh, I think so much uh, attention is placed on uh, the quarterback position and you have to look at the first play of the game. I know people are looking at that interception and he wasn't late on this read. What happened is they schemed him, And so you have to give it up for their defensive coordinator, Luke Anarumo. He did a great job. He got his front uh, ready to play. But when you look at the first, what happens is Davey is that in this league, uh, there's what we call tendencies. What tendencies are is when a team will line up in a formation and they will never break tendency. And sometimes that can get you in trouble. If you really break that play down, break it down from the beginning, you would see that it started out, it looked like Owazu was in man-to-man coverage. At the last second, what he did is he went out to the number one receiver, which was AJ. Then what happened was the, the safety sat still in red Ryan eyes the whole way. And that's, that's on the defensive coordinator. They scheme them. And so you have to give some credit where credit is due. Their defensive coordinator did a great job in making sure they stopped the run. That was the first thing that they did well. Other than the play where Deontay had that 54-yard scamper in the third quarter, they did a great job in really balling up uh, Tennessee's running game. So once again, 
uh, Bill Cowher said it best before in pregame that he felt, and Coach Cowher is typically right. He's a great coach. He's a Hall of Fame coach. But he said that the skill position that Cincinnati, that their players have, that they're better on their skill set than Tennessee. And they showed it. They just played better Saturday. So you have to give those guys some credit. And I know sometimes we look at the turnovers. We can go back in the third quarter and we can talk about the pick by Hilton when Tennessee goes up. Uh, what was the score? 16 to six going uh, and they had scored uh, Cincinnati's offense. And then all of a sudden Hilton. I mean, it was the blitz. He called it at the right time. So, again, they made plays. That's what it comes down to making plays in this game. And Cincinnati made more plays, especially at the end of the game. They definitely I mean, I would say they made more plays, but it was because of it was simple ineptitude on the part of the Titans that I think led to that. Like there was like the interception on the swing route. Like if you're in the situation, you just run it down their throat. We've complained about this all year. Make them stop you whenever you're just able to continue to run it. I thought Deontay Foreman should have had more carries. I thought it was a, a rough game for Todd Downing in, in some aspects. I, I've been hard on him recently, and I, I think he kind of went away from some things that were difficult uh, – or that made things more difficult for the team on offense because while we've done well in the regular season, if you can hold a team to under 20 points in today's NFL, you should be able to win most of those games. And it's just like the frustrating thing for me is just watching this defense. And I just don't want to look back on it and be like, man, we had an incredible defense, but we just squandered away our opportunities. And I mean, like I know Titans fans are feeling bad, but it's a lot worse right now up in Green Bay whenever you look at what happened up there and uh, it likely could be the end for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams it's bad anywhere it is but it's just man you everything going into this game was to your benefit have you ever seen a team get sacked not or a quarterback get sacked nine times and they still win the game <laughs> well I was a part of one back in 2000 that uh let me give you an example so the last time or we said before the 2008 AFC championship game we hosted uh, the Baltimore Ravens and Davey, you know, you know how many yards they had uh, far as offensively, they had a hundred yards of total offense and they still won the game 24, 10. And you know how they won the game? Pick sixes. No, yeah. well, Ray Lewis had a little situation where he got a pick off of Eddie. He stripped him and ran it back. We had a busted coverage. A lot of times, listen, when playoffs, you either win or you go home. And what you need to do is throw the seed out of the window. Seeds means nothing at this point. Okay. We just saw the other day, what was that? San Francisco and Green yeah. Bay. Nobody gave San Francisco well, any chance of winning that game other than San Francisco. And I know everybody's disappointed right now. You look at the play of the offense, but they still had opportunities to win this game. There was, this wasn't just on the quarterback. We can go back to the, when they scored the first, uh, in the first quarter. And what happened? They end up, they scoring, and then they go for two. And I love what Boomer sized and said before the game. No, no, I just don't, don't shake your head because let me tell you something. What happened is I agree with Boomer Sison. Don't go for two unless you have to. And the fact that they went for two, they didn't convert. If you look at it, if in the fourth quarter, instead of the score 16 to 16, it's 17, 16 with the rookie kicker having to kick a 54 yard uh, field goal. So again, it wasn't just a play of the quarterback. It was coaching as well. I, I agree with that, but you don't necessarily, if it's 17 to 16 in that situation, Tennessee's probably trying to run the clock out and there's a, 
maybe a good chance that they don't even have an opportunity to kick that field goal. Uh, but obviously, we turn it over. Uh, the ball gets tipped uh, with Ryan trying to throw it to Westbrook Akine. But yeah, I mean, like that—that that was one mistake. But it's frustrating whenever they scored one touchdown in the game. One touchdown is all they had. And Joe Burrow, yeah. he stepped up in some moments and made some big plays. I did think uh, there was one time I was in the stadium, so I didn't get to hear the broadcast, and I've not actually been able to go back and, and listen to it. Uh, but I was trying to think of whenever it was, whenever Jamar Chase had his long play. Uh, I didn't like our coverage. You could tell we were selling out, and we had it was man it was to man. man cover. He just yeah. missed a tackle. And he so just missed a tackle. He did. No excuses. Let's let's okay. Listen. Unfortunately, in this game, when you lose, what people do is they find excuses. The bottom line is this. Cincinnati went into Nashville and they beat this team. Both teams played the way that you're supposed to play. They played a defensive-minded game. You think about it. If you want to blame anybody, why don't you blame Derrick Henry on the fourth and one in the fourth quarter? There's a, he didn't get the first down. If you can't convert on a first uh, one yard, you should win the game in the beginning. You can't – and listen about this. What about in the beginning of the third quarter? We talked about Tennessee that they cannot lack – uh, one quarter, take one quarter off and decide to play three. You look at what Cincinnati did in the third, beginning of the third quarter. They had seven yards, seven yards rushing in the first half. This is a team, Davey, that is nine and one when they're leading at halftime. The score was nine to six. They came out and they made a statement at halftime. They said, listen, we're going to go back and we're going to not – we're not going to deviate from the run again. So what did they do? They marched the ball down the field on that drive, and they end up going up 16 to what, 16-6 at that point? Yes. That's, that's what I'm talking about. They made a statement. So that was on the defense. That wasn't on the offense. We could sit here all day. We can make excuses. But players don't make excuses. Cincinnati walked into Nashville. They made a statement. Again, you could go to the fourth and one in the fourth quarter. If they convert on that fourth down, then Tennessee, like you said, they can run the clock out. So, you don't know what can happen. Again, they beat themselves. So do you take back your statement? You said going into it, only Tennessee can beat themselves here. Cincinnati's not good enough to beat them. Only Tennessee can beat themselves. Do you take that back? You know what? Only Tennessee. You know what? I was wrong. That's the difference between players that play the game and the people that talk about the game. The players dictate the outcome of the game. Cincinnati came into this game with a game plan, and it worked. They stopped. Look, look at their defensive line. Nobody was anticipating them lining up and stopping Tennessee. So, and, and again, you, you're talking about you bring in a running back that hasn't played since week eight. Deontay Foreman, to me, I knew this was going to be a situation where I was, I was kind of like, okay, oh, okay, again, you got a running back that's hot, and then you've got a running back, again, that hasn't played since week eight. Look at the fourth, look at when Deontay got in the game, look at the explosive runs. And we talked about when Deontay, the more he gets the ball, the better, you know, he gets in the third and fourth quarter. Again, they started with Derrick. What about when you think about on the goal line, when they went for the two-point conversion? Why would you go to a back? No disrespect to the King, but I'm going to go to a guy that's been doing it since with the last five or six weeks. I'm not going to go back to a player that hasn't played. And again, what do they do? The backside, they end up getting him with the little on his legs, ankle tackle. But again, those are the kind of plays where Cincinnati won. Nobody's talking about the two-point conversion. That too, if they would have just kicked the field talk goal, about they it. probably wouldn't be in the situation in the first place. But that's what Boomer said. They did it to themselves. Again, 
Take the points. Take the for sure points. This is playoff football. It's a different mode. It's a different speed. This is a different team. This They came into this game with the quarterback that hasn't thrown an interception, what, in the last five or six games. Davey, he's been red hot. He is a resilient, he's a dynamic player. He made plays when, it, when the game was on the line. And once again, Tennessee's defense, great job. Who would have thought? I agree with you. Well, they had five sacks in the first half. Nine sacks total. They dominated the Cincinnati's front. But again, Cincinnati made plays when it counted, and Tennessee didn't. And that's why they're moving on to the AFC Championship game, bottom line. Yeah, I mean, they're moving on. And I mean, going back to it, you mentioned uh, Deontay Foreman. I, I was upset he only had four carries. He was still the leading rusher in the game for the team. Derrick Henry had 22 carries, and yet Deontay Foreman with four outgained Derrick. Uh, yeah, Der- Derrick had 20 carries for 62 yards, and Deontay had four carries for 66 yards. Uh, I, I didn't necessarily like that. You could tell early on that while it was great to have Derek in there, he wasn't the same. There was one play where you saw him, he was one-on-one with the cornerback, and he slipped trying to go for the stiff arm. And so in that situation, coaching needs to make the yeah, move. But we talked about it that in the last podcast. Well, I, and I agree. I'm just saying like that's that. That's on the coaches. That's not yeah. on – it's not on uh, – No, we're on the same page here. I mean, you think about – it's the little things. Yeah, we were on the same place. But I, I said, I said, Debo, in our last podcast, I said, look at the first 15 plays of the game. It's going to dictate a lot of what happens throughout the course of this game. If you look at the number of runs, when you talk about when it mattered, we're talking about fourth and short. What Tennessee was, what, 15 or 23 for the season on fourth down conversions, and they couldn't even get one yard. You don't deserve to win a game in this league if you can't convert. Uh, and you can't get one yard. Listen, when Cincinnati, they made a statement, we can sit here all day and make excuses. Listen, Mike Vrabel, you can tell at the end of the game, he knew he made some coaching blunders. I'm sure he regret. But once again, the players decide the outcome. Sometimes when you look at this game, David, it boils down to two, two things. Turnovers, again, you eliminate. How many, how many turnovers did Joe Burrow have? One. And that was at, yeah, and that was questionable because Samaj P. Ryan, again, it just went through his hands. So you can't really blame the quarterback on that. Okay. But even after that turnover, Tennessee did what? They was able to what? They went down and scored to tie the game up. Okay, with the bomb to AJ. AJ. Ron hit AJ to tie the game up. But they came back, they held Cincy. The offense got the ball back. Again, we talked about in the the game against Houston, excuse me. We said it's going to take a drive like the way they had down in Houston, Texas to win. They couldn't convert when it came. That's money ball. Fourth and one. If they if they convert on that fourth and one, who knows what would have happened? What if they would have just got like Boomer said, just stop with the analytics, stop with the algorithm and just kick the field goal, get the for sure points. That's what haunted this team. So, again, they they beat themselves. That's what happened. A lot of this, they have to take blame, but that's that's the game. That's the game. And you, but you got to give it up for Cincinnati too. They came in with a game plan. Hey, Zach Taylor, great young coach. This this team, they came to play. We told you they are a matchup nightmare for the Titans, and that's exactly what happened. I still think you play this game ten times. Tennessee wins at seven to ten, but in the NFL, you get there one you opportunity, I agree. and you didn't capitalize. And so I know a lot of people are wanting to talk about Ryan Tannehill and like what his future holds. I can I can tell you right now, he's coming back. Like he'll, he'll be back for 2022, 
And it's it's great that he's been able to do what he has in the regular season, but for whatever reason, in the postseason, things have just not been there. Uh, teams have been able to shut him down, and you've just kind of had mistakes that ultimately come back to haunt you, and you're not able to advance. This is the second time you would have had the opportunity to host uh, an AFC championship, and you lose both of those games where you never are able to do so. Th- three times? Three times. 2000, 2008, and 2022. That's, that's right. Yep, that's right. And the same result, all losses in the so, divisional playoff round. So I don't, I don't know I don't know what to tell fans right now because there's really nothing you can other than you just hope that they're able to make some acquisitions in the offseason to kind of help sure up some of the, the pieces. But, I mean, I love I love the defense right now. I, I mean, uh, key number one for me is re-signing Harold Landry. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, if he wasn't a household name for some people before this weekend, he should be now. I mean, they just ate. And it was so fun watching this team this year, especially on the defensive side of the ball, which we didn't think would be the case going into it. We really were concerned about how this defense was going to hold up uh, when all was said and done entering or after what we saw last year. And, And they turned it on this year, and they were really the strength of your team. And so now you're looking at a situation where it's like, all right, we'll see what John Robinson's able to do. you got the draft. Here in a couple of months, and we'll obviously talk about all that. Love draft season, but would love to be talking about an AFC championship run uh, and and seeing like what that game was going to look like. I'd be scouting the Bills and the Chiefs with a real close eye, even though we've already seen them. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, zero and four combined at Nissan Stadium, and it's just it's always going to be a game of what if. And the Titans did not come through, and it's yeah. it's frustrating, and th- that's part of it, but. D, it like, I, got, I mean, you got to give it up to the rookie kicker, that's Evan why, McPherson. That's why you play the game. And yes, uh, Florida Gator. Nah, yeah. uh, but he was uh, money. That was the difference maker right there. Was oh, McPherson yeah. money back? Four field goals, and you're talking about the 54 yarder at the end of the game. He was ice. This man was he was on fire. So this team, th- you that take Bengals- him out of the equation, Davey, Tennessee wins that game. Yeah, no, you're right. And this Bengals team, they kind of feel like Tennessee did a couple of years ago when we made our run to the AFC Championship. I, I do think whoever they end up playing in yeah. next week's going to get the advantage in Buffalo or Kansas City. One of them's going to be in the Super Bowl. Granted, I, that game's still going on right now as we're recording. Uh, but it's it's just craziness across the league right now, and the Titans aren't able to get it done. Uh, we can have more conversations about the quarterback talk. I mean, you look at everyone – with what Sean McVay did where it's like, all right, well, I realized Jared Goff, even though he was the quarterback that got us to the Super Bowl, I realized he wasn't able to do anything moving forward. And so they go out Mm -hmm. and they get Matt Stafford. Is it, is it possible that John Robinson tries to do something along those lines? A lot of, a lot of quarterbacks that are really, really good players. No, we're not even going to, we're not going to, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to shoot you down. We're not going to talk about that because this is a team that finished 12 and five, number Mm -hmm. one in the AFC. No, you don't start. I'm not, I'm not advocating for it, but the fans are asking. Now we're not going to start talking. The fans are asking, so we're going to have to do a show. They can ask all they want We're going to have to do a show on it, Bernard. If if Ryan Tannehill is not the quarterback of this team, they're not sitting in this situation uh, where they were sitting yesterday. There was a lot of teams that would love to be in Tennessee shoes, but they're not. You ask Chicago, you ask Miami, Detroit, there's New York. Let me tell you something, David. No, it wasn't his best performance today, but once again, you have to give credit to the Cincinnati defense reader. You're talking about they got some playmakers on that. Big man came to play. You're talking about Logan Wilson, the, the linebacker. He's a uh, freaking tackling machine. 
Uh, he made some great tackles. He was the one that hit Derek on that fourth and one. That's really what saved the game for him. Listen, Davey, I don't believe when you lose, um, I don't believe you start trying to change things up. What you do is you build on what you've done in the previous years. This is a team, they're close. And I believe they continue to push forward uh, and they'll get through this situation. I mean, look at Cincinnati. This is a team, Davey. They haven't won a playoff game in the history of that program. You're talking about a team that was founded in 1966. They started play in 1968. They were 0-7 in, in road playoff games. And the last time that this team, this organization, won a playoff game, other than Tennessee and Las Vegas, go back to January the 6th of 1991. I was in the freaking, I was a junior in high school. And guess what? When you want to talk about history repeating itself, you know who they beat that day down at the old Riverfront Stadium in Cincinnati where the Reds used to play as well? Houston. <laughs> you see that? It's like history repeats itself. They beat Houston. And again, and I'm going to say this, Davey, you said something earlier about, you know, this team might go off and lose. The last time that this, this is the third time that they've made, uh, they're going to be playing in the AFC championship game. The last time they played was in 1989. They end up beating Buffalo. Unfortunately, they lost to San Francisco. I remember that game. It took Montana on a last-minute drive, hitting John Taylor. And before that, in 1981, led by Kenny Anderson, the great Ken Anderson, this is a team that end up playing – excuse me, they end up beating San Diego, and they went on to play in the Super Bowl that year. Unfortunately, they lost to Montana once again. So, again – it's like fate is on this team's side. I want to be on our side for once, Denard. Um, but uh, it is what it is. But no, seriously, um, I, I've not actually given my thoughts on the quarterback situation, but we, we do need to actually have a conversation about that next time we talk. No. But, Denard, no, like, I, I'm telling you, like, you might disagree, and you can hold that, com you can hold that stance, but there is a lot of talk about it. One of the podcasts that we did for Cincinnati – he said, you know what, it's like, you know, I kind of like Ryan Tannehill, but he's like Andy Dalton. Cincinnati moved on from Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton never won a playoff game. They're like, he does good in the regular season, but then once it comes down to it, he's never able to kind of help you get over the hump. Uh, and, and so they said, Tennessee fans, I think, are going to get a rude awakening this, this uh, weekend and think and, and finally start to realize that Tannehill isn't the guy. I'm not telling you whether I agree or disagree with that. I'm just letting you know what they said on, on that podcast. And, and so – other people are talking about it. The The one reason uh, a lot of national media members thought would hold the Titans back this weekend would have been the quarterback play. And again, it's not solely on Ryan. There are but a lot of other things that we can talk about. Account that it, it, it just could have been that the opposing – I know, I know, but do you ever think for a second – we talk about the first interception that just it led to three points. Do you ever think when I just told you, when I broke down the play – that this could have been something on the offensive coordinator. He he makes the call. Oh, yeah, I think that a lot. job is to carry it out. And the fact that when I told you how it happened, they schemed them. And then that's on that's not on sometimes players, it's on coaches. And then you're talking about the second interception that he threw. Look at it. They sent a blitz. Now, I know you're saying, well, why did he throw the ball in the first place? Hey, listen, if you're in that position, you probably do the same thing as well when you're under the rest. So, again, you you got to look, you got to sometimes say listen sometimes you might be an out coach 
We that, never talk about possible. that, right? Very, that's yeah, very that's possible. very possible. But, so let's talk. Yeah. Well, well, we can do that. We can do that in our next one. Listen, I've I've not actually given my take on anything. I am literally just sitting here and saying what people are saying and what people are asking. And I'm saying like, well, we got a long off season, so that's definitely a conversation Players we need to get listen into. To people. No, but at the end of the day, what matters? Winning and losing. What and and there's there's narratives the that will get that, there are narratives that will be with you or against you. And right now, the narrative with Ryan Tannehill is that he can't win in the playoffs. And then you're gonna say like, well, they won whenever they were back in 2019. It's not it's not Ryan. It's the team. It's not Ryan Tannehill. It's the team. Well, then we can. It's talk, not we, one player. Okay, then then we'll we'll talk about that next week during the podcast. That's that's what our primary conversation is going to be about. Just now that we don't have games uh, to prepare for. That's not, not going to make for a good podcast. Well, then if I have to play, just go against you, I'll, I'll do that. I, I think it, it's a great conversation because we need to lay out the points. That's what the people want to know. That's, I mean, that was, point, I'm at it's some, a team game. One player is. doesn't lose the game for you. No, but one it's player not, can. It's a team game. It's 53 guys. Was it 53 plus whoever the 46 players so you can't go back and just blame this all on the quarterback. That's what people do is they blame when things go wrong, you want to take it out on the quarterback. That's what's going on in Dallas. Everybody, they don't want to talk about the play of uh, of the offensive line. They don't want to talk about the, the call that the offensive coordinator made. They just want to focus. The focal point is on the quarterback. Listen, guys will tell you that's a, that have played this game, it is a total team effort when you win. And it's a total team meltdown at times when you lose. But what you have to do is you find your way in what you do. is You find your way through this situation. And when you can find your way through this, that's what gets you over the hump. And eventually it'll get you where you ultimately want to go. And that's to a Super Bowl. That's the ultimate goal for professional athletes is to get to the big dance. It didn't happen today. OK, they turned the ball over. Of course, give credit to Cincinnati's defense and their defensive coordinator. He did a great job in, in the way that he was able to scheme. What they did was say, listen, we're going to stop the run. We're not going to let, we're not going to let you beat us running the ball. And that's exactly how they won. And, and, and look at this. What did I say? When it comes playoff time, baby, there's one thing you have to be good at, and that's running the football. And the Titans, no disrespect to the King. He didn't have his best performance today, but again, the they Bengals weren't good at running the, the, game the, the football. Has made them successful the last few weeks. Well, I tell you, no, because of the deep. Again, defense for Tennessee played a great job. But if you look at the third quarter in the opening drop, what happened? Listen, man, like I, I understand it, but if you, if you can hold a team to one touchdown and you can't win, I'm looking at the offense, and that is it, like this game. Like I, I don't blame our defense, man. Like I get it; things are going to happen. Like you give up a play I don't here, blame there. No one. So I mean. There's a reason you lost. Like it's got to fall on somebody's shoulders, and you can say it's the whole team. But I mean, when we break it down, there's certain plays that were missed, or opportunities on plays missed here. You made a mistake it, here. It falls on the shoulders of every player. Every player that suited up today, uh, excuse me, every player that suited up Saturday, they're the ones who has to take responsibility for the loss. And and it's, I don't it's, dictate it. You do not dictate it. Ryan is a part of that group. I, you know what? I know that when people listen to our podcast, it's kind of like, Denard, you taking, I'm not taking side, but I've been in a locker room before where you have so many critics and their, their take is they know what happened. And sometimes what they're saying is a bunch of baloney. Listen, Davey, in this league, I've been taught one thing is that you win together and you lose together. 
and not one man. I understand if you had one guy out there and he just looked absolutely abysmal. But you got again, when it, when it was time to dial up blitzes, uh, Cincinnati dialed them up at the right time. You talk about plays. You talk about they hit T. Higgins. They hit Jamar in some very critical situations. They made plays on third downs in the second half that allowed them to sustain drives at times that end up culminating to a field goals. But again, you just have to give it up to the other team. They played and ex- they played exceptionally well, and they they're going to go on and um, they're going to go play Kansas City or Buffalo in the AFC Championship game. They are, and it's going to be a tough pill for Tennessee fans to swallow whenever they do watch that game next week because, obviously, the entire thing running through my mind will be, this could have been us. But uh, you are right, Denard, and, I mean, a a big thing in just life in general and when we're talking about this stuff is all about perspective, and and you've been in on the inside. You understand what that's like at times uh, for something that fans aren't able to see, and so, but it's... And it's good to to remind them because it's like, hey, it, it is viewed a little differently on the inside than it is on the outside. But uh, at, at the same time, I mean, you look at it at the end of the day, everyone, the, the quarterbacks are paid the most money for a reason. And while Ryan did lead yeah. this team to 12 and 5, it's it's what fans are asking. And so you might not want to, D, but I've, I've had to do shows about things I don't want to, but we're going to have to have that conversation on uh, the next time we talk uh, because – it's, it's a prominent thing, and I'll bring some facts, I'll bring some stats to, to back up uh, certain things, but I think we can have a, a well-rounded conversation on it, but uh, we, we are out of time today, but that's what we'll get into next week, but uh, before we go, Denard, any closing thoughts? Yes, congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, this is a, a huge milestone. David, you talked about you know, just the resiliency these young men have showed. They've been through a lot as an organization. They haven't won a playoff game since this is their second playoff win since what 31 years. I was like I said, a junior in high school. I wasn't born. And, yet. I mean, what a great performance. This was a I know, I know. That makes me seem old. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> but again, congratulations. Congratulations to Money Joe. Yeah. You can't be too mad, D, even though, I mean, it's the Titans, but it's no. two guys that went to LSU that had some key plays in that game. Uh, but, no, but the Titans, I would be mad if we would, if we would come in the Jets. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm about to go to bed. <laughs> I'm, I'm really hungover. I just stayed in the stadium and just stared at the field after we lost that one, after seeing that field goal go through. Uh, and where I was at, there was a decent amount of Bengals fans in my section, and so, of course, having to hear them, it's uh, – it's not fun. It's definitely not a feeling that uh, you want. I'm not hungover from sad drinking. I was actually able to meet up with some friends and, and tried to have a good time after the game. But, uh, but yeah, it's rough weekend in Nashville. I know a lot of fans. Uh, I got to meet some of you all. I appreciate you coming up and saying hey. And they they even asked about you, Denard. So I wanted to, to I wanted to wait until the end of the show before I I brought oh, that up so it, it wouldn't go to your head. Oh. So um, I, but but oh, we're we're, we're out of time. But unfortunately, the Titans drop it, and the season is over. But I guess we got to start getting ready for next year. clock never stops. That is going to do it for us today. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by BetOnline on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V, 
T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.